Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Believe in Hornets podcast and the Believe Podcast Network. My name is Sam. Muggsy is with me. Muggsy, how you doing? What's up, partner? I'm good. How you doing? Always a good cheers to you. I have um, made a new purchase. Went to the team store the other week. Took advantage of the nice warm weather we had in Charlotte. Walked to the team store at the arena. It's like a 30-minute walk, uh, mainly because I didn't want to pay for parking uptown. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, and got me a, a Terry jersey with one of the Buzz City Mint ones. Like the uh, the franchise really crushed it with the with the new jerseys this year. I tell you, you wearing that mint color well, my brother. You're looking <laughs> good at it. Number three, yeah. I'm loving you representing T. Rochier right now, and uh, it's well deserving. Um, you, anybody wearing it as well as you are, it, it fits like a glove. No, I like it. Uh, people say I look like Miles Bridges, so I kind of wish they had a Bridges one available <laughs> in my size just to complete the meme. But uh, sadly, they only had two available. It's really hot. I'm a medium, hard, hard to come by these days, which is a good thing. These people are after these uh, these jerseys. They're moving units in the team store. Yeah. Well, you know, the good thing about it, you get the opportunity to go get another Miles Jer- I mean, Miles Bridges. I mean, I'm quite sure they're going to have one out. You know, Miles is pretty popular around here and crazy. Around the lead, I should say. Oh yeah, I got. They have a few other jerseys. Like, I'm gonna get. I can get a white one and get it. One of the uh, teal ones. Like, there are options. Mm-hmm. Plenty of options. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I appreciate everyone coming through and checking out the podcast today. Uh, in this episode, we got a lot to cover. Uh, the main thing that just broke before we started recording. Um, fans are coming back. Uh, when we recorded last week, or the day after we recorded last week, it was announced that fans will come back soon. Today, we found out what soon meant. Uh, it basically goes like this. Um, on March 13th versus the Raptors will be the first day fans can come back into the building. 15, 15, 15.15% capacity, 3,000 fans per game. Uh, the On March 11th, the arena is going to be open specifically for frontline workers. 500 free tickets will be given away um, at, for the Pistons game. And then after that, open to the public um, at limited capacity. So, Muggsy, what do you, how are you feeling about... Um, what that would mean uh, for, for the fan base and for the players, like having that energy back into this building um, for the second stretch, for the second half stretch of the season. Uh, very excited. Very excited. I mean, that let me let us know that we're headed in the right direction in terms of getting to possibly some sort of normalcy, you know, where we can enjoy this, you know, game, you know, together um, as more than just three, you know, five, uh, 15%. Fans, but I mean, it's a great step in the right direction. I mean, the team's well deserving to have fans uh, to be able to come and support them because they've been playing, you know, some unbelievable, exciting basketball. And I think they, the fans, will be really excited to see this, 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 this type of team, the product that they put on the floor, night in and night out. Um, especially having the first essential work, workers being able to be the front, uh, front liners to be able to, you know had the first opportunity to lay the eyes on the team. Mm-hmm. That's always special. That's a class act. And that's just what the Hornets has always been about. Um, so I'm looking forward to possibly being part of hopefully one of them 15%, you know, getting there, check out the guys out there performing because they are, like I said, they've been putting, playing some exciting, I mean, electrifying basketball on the road as well as at home. 
and I know the fans can't wait to see uh, uh, see the guys in action. If you if you need a plus one, let me know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Allow me a moment to thank one of our sponsors, BetOnline.ag. The second half of the season is fast approaching. We have the All-Star Game coming up. If you're looking to place any bets during that stretch, you can do that with BetOnline. If you're not interested in betting on sports, BetOnline has you covered. You can bet on awards, TV shows, reality television. BetOnline has hundreds of props with real-time odds on almost anything you can imagine. And of course, the 24-hour online casino. Head to the website, BetOnline.ag. You can use your mobile device if you'd like to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Now back to the podcast. We, we've seen the, the, the players really create the energy from within. Miles um, Bridges off the bench. Um, Lamelo early on in the season when he's coming off the bench. They brought the energy with them. And to have that external source will be really interesting to see, I think, um, to see the players feed off of that. I'm, I'm really excited to see that. Yeah, the chemistry is really starting to click. The guys are really starting to f- uh, feed off one another. And they understand where they like the basketball. Melo has been the leader candidate that understand where these guys like the basketball. And then, you know, you got some great individual play. You know, T. Rochier has been playing lights out basketball. Haywood as well when those guys are healthy and available. Um, and then you got, you know, P.J. Washington. I mean, here it is, the big game he just had the other night. And then Malik Monk has really come along, uh, really feeling himself, getting the big minutes off the bench, and which they really needed. And, and that's what you got to continue to have, that balance. And then with the young fella in Mello, um, what he's able to do, uh, the confidence-wise, knowing that he can play with any of them. Because he played with, I mean, you look at the the week that he had. I mean, Stephen Curry. Yeah. Uh, Fox, Damian Lillard, Fox, you know, so the list went on and on. And, um, and that's the test. And Chris, and Chris Paul, I mean, yeah. that's where you want to see him grow and you want to see him. And he relish in these moments. So I'm just happy, you know, to see that, you know, they at this particular junction right now. And, uh, and I can't wait to, um, to this, this second half to get going. Oh, man, it's going to be fun. Uh, one last game before the break uh, against the Timberwolves, which we'll talk about in a second, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. The... Um, the second half of the schedule was released. So there's a lot to look forward to in the second half. But as of now, um, I just want to keep the focus on the mellow for a second here because he's been a starter for the last, for the last 14 games. Um, in those games, he's averaging 20.8 points a game, uh, 6.8 assists, 6.1 rebounds. Um, he's shooting. This is the the most like impressive Absolutely. piece for me. 46% from the floor, mm-hmm. 43% from three. And then 86% from the line um, with 1.9 steals in the game. Just no big deal. <laughs> just no, like no. his production with the minutes boost, with the confidence boost is, is, is really impressive. And um, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't, I don't truly know what I expected out of LaMelo coming into the season. You heard a lot of different things, good and bad. He seems to be delivering in a very big way, picking up by the way, his, his second rookie of the month honor um, in his young career. Amazing stuff from the kid. Yeah, he, he's definitely a stat buster. I mean, he really covered all categories on the uh, stat sheet. Um, but that's the that's, that's the testament of, I think, coach the coaching staff. You know, they brought him along slowly, uh, allowed him to grow into the player that he is, and he's starting to become. Um, not rushing him, throwing him out there in, in the Lions right away, 
Um, and he was starting to feel good, you know, every time that he stepped on the basketball court, you know, even when he left off the court, when he was having this up and down uh, type of games. And uh, now that he's been injected to the start lineup, which is a whole new ball game, you know, now he, he had the opportunity to really feel what this NBA game is all about. And he's taken fully advantage of it. I mean, he has the pace now. And as I was talking about earlier on this season, what he did, he was just playing. Uh, he feels the, uh, the 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 place where the ball needs to be with his teammates, and he got everybody excited and everybody feeling you know good about themselves. And look what's happened, Malik Monk. You know, Malik is really you know just playing his his brand of basketball. Not only just him, Miles Bridges, P.J. Washington, you know Hayward, and Hayward was doing it you know prior before you know Melo started went on this run, as well as T.J. Uh, uh, T. Rose here. Um, but you can't also leave out with Vince Mack and Cody Zeller, as well as Daniels and the, and the, and the uh, Cody and the twins and Cody and, and Caleb was doing as well. Because I don't want to leave any of those guys out because it's been a totally team effort. And I think coach is getting a lot out of these guys and they're stepping up when guys go down, other guys step up. And, and Melo has been more or less the leading, um, you know, vehicle, uh, leading uh, charge in this regard because he is the point guard. And he really has a motor that he won't let stop. And no matter what the score is. Yeah, that like next man up mentality has been really carrying the, the, the team through these injury issues. Uh, Devante, as we're recording on Tuesday evening, is, is ruled out for the uh, Timberwolves game. Hayward and Zeller are questionable at this point. Room to go up or down as you know time progresses, as we get closer to tip. But um, yeah, so like uh, McDaniels has stepped up big from being recalled from the G League, like you mentioned, the Martin Twins. Uh, Caleb just got back in, in the mix. Uh, he was out with uh, the health health and safety protocol. Uh, so he looked like he was eager to get involved again, get involved again. And uh, Eric Collins got to say the yeah. team got fully Martinized at times, mm-hmm. seeing both mm-hmm. the, the, the Martin Twins out there. So, yeah, like it's – I still think may, uh, a roster move or two may be needed um, to really propel the team to the next level. But at this stage – I feel like we're watching a playoff team every night, uh, a team that can make the playoffs, um, especially in this uh, adjusted scenario where you have the playing games, worst case scenario. Yeah. Um, I'm really confident in, uh, in how this team can <laughs> perform the rest of the way. Do you feel like at this stage, uh, right near the halfway mark, the, the Hornets are on track to make the playoffs or can make the playoffs? Well, absolutely. Right now they're sitting in eighth spot mm-hmm. um, as we stand, I mean, as we speak. So there are right now in our playoff teams, even though you got a the seven and ten got to play in, um, but you know they got some quality wins yeah. uh, on the road as well as at home. I mean here it is, you know, uh, the Brooklyn Nets and the Dallas Mavericks. You know those are not no, you know those are considered con- championship contenders. So uh, these guys have really went in there and show what they're capable of, and they're not backing down. And confidence is rising. When you got a young team like this that's confidence is building each and every night and they start to believe that they can play with anybody. I mean, that's a scary, you know, scary uh, scenario. So uh, let's hope that these guys continue on that on that journey and on that path. Um, like you said, we got one game before the uh, start break and it'll give them a lot of time, opportunity to get some rest, to get their legs under and get to, you know, reassess what they want to do going forward. But. I like the situation. I'm quite sure the coaching staff liking what's going on right now. Um, everything is looking very positively. And, uh, and I, I can't wait to see, you know, what the outcome will be. 
The podcast will continue in a second. I just want to take a brief moment to thank eBay for sponsoring us. Whether rare dead stock or the latest release, find the exact shoe you're looking for. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity, and it also protects sellers with a verified return process. And again, for sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers $100 and up, making it free to sell or flip your collection. Go to ebay.com slash sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. Now back to the show. In the second half of the season, um, the what jumps out to me is the national TV games. Um, mm. There's uh, three games on NBA TV. The Lakers at 1030 at night, Eastern. I'm going to be up for that. Not a fan. Mm. I'll be up for it. It's gonna be fun. Not one. When you're doing, not when you got one of these, it's gonna be tough. <laughs> it's gonna be late night. It's a late night. I think it's a Monday or something. It's a it's a weeknight too. It's a school night. What are they doing to us? But um, we got Brooklyn. Um, we're at the Hornets are at Brooklyn for a TNT, uh, TNT game. So that's gonna be cool to watch the, the inside the NBA guys talk about the Hornets. Um, then um, we got Kemba's return um on ESPN. Within the Bucks and the Pelicans on NBA TV as well, um, so that may change. Maybe more national TV games as this as the season uh, rolls out. But what do you think about the 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 rest of the league paying like paying more attention to what's going on in Charlotte basketball wise? Because we there, it's there. There's there's new energy. They're on yeah. The the Hornets were on SNL in a way. Yeah, yeah, they, <laughs> like, they were. I, I saw that. It's it, the levels are being raised here, which is really well, cool. Well, that's what happened when you get a national figure in Charlotte. You know, we get that type of attention, you know, and uh, during our era, we had it. And now you start to see it again with Melo. And, and it's exciting brand type of basketball, you know, and it's and it's, it really, uh, it's well-deserving, too, because these guys are really uh, a, a very exciting team, a young team. They got some exciting young players with Miles Bridges, Melo, P.J. Washington, Malik Monk, you know, and, and with some veterans mixed in, T. Rogier and Haywood and Bismack and, and, and Cody Zeller. So these guys are really, you know, it's fun to watch. It's exciting to watch. And then when you got exciting basketball and you got, you know, a, a, a guy that's at the forefront of it in Mello, in Mello Love Mello, I should say. Oh, that's a, that's another know, thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah. So I want to get that right. So, I mean, that's what, especially at a young age, 19 years old, that's a trend. You know, people want the inquisitive minds want to know what that young guy, what is this all about? You know, and then of course the production that he has on the floor dictates a lot of that attention. And I think um that's one of the reasons why the Hornets are getting awarded some of these games on national television, which like I said is well well deserved. Yeah, um Ben's or Ben Simmons, Bill Simmons, a uh, guy I've been listening to since since I was in college. Um I don't always agree with what he says, but he says the, the Hornets are the um, his, his his top tier NBA league pass team to watch. Like more people are, are jumping on board, which is really great to see. Really great to see. Um, and games like um, or performances like we saw um, on the West Coast trip really yeah. really help. 
with that. Uh, we had the, the miracle after midnight, as it's called, with the 1.6 per chance of winning with 55 seconds left. And yes. the comeback of dreams, the Kings is bricking free throws and, and the Hornets making them pay for it. Malik Monk stepping up huge. PJ stepping up huge. Like, what would you what'd you think of that game in general and just the performances late to secure that dub? Because no shots at the Kings, but I expected the Hornets to beat the Kings. A, a loss to that team right. would have hurt, um, especially as this team tried to, tries to get closer to 500. So the fact that they pulled it out, amazing. Um, I think what they finished two and two on that West Coast trip, something like that. So, how, do, how are you um, feeling about how they kind of how they're closing out this 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 half of the well, of the season? Two and three thus far, I believe. Yeah. Um, with the Portland loss, um, uh, but you know, it didn't. I don't think it just started there. You know, it didn't just started that that game. You can see the guys the no quit fight that they always had. You know, you look at the Utah the the, the game they won in, in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. You know, coming back after, you know, being down and then fighting their way, trying to, you know, do the same thing in Utah, but, you know, came a little short, but then here he is in a similar situation with Sacramento, you know, and, and having T. Roger out, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, having uh, Haywood out, having Devontae Graham out, you know, these guys without, and here it is, these guys came in and stepped up and PJ 42 points, yeah. you know, and Malik, Give him 20, then here it is. LaMelo still shine and give him a, a double double, you know. And, and that's what you you know in this team. It's a no quit attitude, no matter, regardless of what the time and score, these guys fighting their way through. And you could, and as a young team like that, it's exciting to see, especially on the road. Mm-hmm. And the last game of the trip was the, oh, technically, I, the, so geographically, Minnesota is more west. It's hard to group them with them because I think they're in the central time zone. But you know what I mean. The last yeah. game on that side of the, the country was that Portland game. Um, in that game, we saw the Battle of the Mellows. Um, <laughs> I, it never occurred to me. I was calling LaMelo Mellow without even thinking about it. And that's no shots of Carmelo. I respect mm-hmm. everything he's accomplished. It was great to see him performing, hitting those, those shots. Famer. That's the Hall of Famer right there. Yeah, like he still got it. Um, I, was, I don't I mean, because of the time difference, I don't watch a lot of Portland. So it was cool mm-hmm. to see him um, look like Denver and like Nick, uh, Carmelo Anthony. So that was really dope. Mm-hmm. Um, but where do, you, where do you stand? I know like Mello, Carmelo gave the blessing. A for the nickname and the, and the three-point celebration. Um, and they swapped jerseys after the game, which is really cool to see. Uh, that pay res- that uh, passing to the torch, the homage, uh, yeah, paying homage. Um, I, what, when you saw that, what, what, went, what went through your mind? Uh, that that sh- that showing of respect between an established veteran, future Hall of Famer, and this up and coming rookie. Well, that's a be more classic right there. You know, guy from be more yeah. have that class appeal, <laughs> and and that's just you know the understanding that where they are today, and you know Melo been through it. Like I say, he's a Hall of Famer, a future Hall of Famer. Uh, to be, um, he understands the time and situation what this young fella is going through right now, what he's trying to accomplish, and his journey. Um, but you know, he had to let him know that you know I'm still the mellow. You know, with 17 points in the fourth quarter was ridiculous. <laughs> you know, at this stage for him. Um, but the young fella came. He kept pushing. Yep. You know, 30 points. I think he wound up having. Um, being able to go back and forth. And and, uh, and then at the end of it, you know, they've been able to exchange jerseys, uh, the mellow mellow, um, being able to owe to 
I mean, the two and the, and the double zero. Yeah. You know, that, that's classic right there. And that's, you know, that's that's that fraternity. That's what our game is all about, you know, uh, passing the torch, uh, so to be. And uh, and that's what Bella was, you know, I guess doing it for Mello, passing the torch with the name as well as, you know, in terms of with the potential of I'm here to wait and see what you got left, young fella. Yeah. Um, our Mello looks like he's ready to to take the torch and run with it, which is yeah. great for the Hornets and, and the fans. Yes. Um, so. Excited. Yeah, no, I'm excited too. I mean, it makes yeah. it makes everything this season that much more exciting. And with Lamella, by the way, I think it came out today that he's not doing the skills competition. So, um, since we recorded last, uh, there was a question like Hayward looked like he might have maybe would have gotten into the All Star mm-hmm. reserves. He didn't, so it doesn't seem to be any Hornet involvement. Um, no the representation and the uh, All Star weekend, which honestly I'm kind of cool with. I kind of want our guys to get some rest. Get healthy yeah. and get after it the second half of the season in normal in a normal setting. Um, even like last year, having it was Bridges, Devonte, and PJ in the Rising Stars game, seeing three young, up and coming players represent the Hornets in that game, playing with Luca yeah. and Zion, like that was great to see. So we're kind of missing that, but I think taking a step back, like it's kind of kind of all right that I think at least that maybe these guys can be geared up for the second half. Hopefully. Yeah, I mean, uh, plus there's different scenarios this year, you yeah. know, with COVID situation. The All-Star is a one-day event. Um, everything is pretty much on the day of March the 7th. So uh, it's a little different. So, But these guys, I mean, like to say, they take they need to take advantage, take advantage of healing the little neck, the little injuries they may have. And, and the ones who've been playing a lot of minutes uh, take some time to get some rest and use it wisely so uh, they come back fresh on that second half. So I don't think anyone disappointed of the decisions that have been made. And I'm quite sure they're looking forward to this all, um, to these, you know, so-called upcoming days that they have off. Yeah, definitely. And um, before we get out of here, I want to talk about some other just general NBA news specific to um, the Atlanta Hawks. Um, Mm -hmm. Lloyd Pierce uh, was um, dismissed as head coach. Nate McMillan uh, was the assistant head coach coach there he takes now the interim head coach position um with the hawks and um this is the second coaching change we've seen this this um this year thus far uh since we recorded last um i think the day we recorded chris finch or sorry uh ryan saunders was dismissed as head coach and chris finch was hired um it didn't come out till the next day where the uh, national basketball coaches association was disappointed in they came out with a statement rick carlisle came out with a statement saying they're disappointed with the minnesota's hiring practices practices saying um they would be remiss to not acknowledge a deeper concern a level of disappointment with the hornets uh or sorry with the hornets with the with minnesota and not considering a minority for that position at least publicly uh the minnesota front office says the other otherwise they said they did their due diligence and they're just you know at the mercy of a busy regular season to deal with um, which leaves David Vanterpool, a guy who was widely considered to take the mantle as the new head coach in Minnesota, remaining as an assistant there, much to a lot of players and 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 um, media folks chagrin, saying he should be the guy. Um, he may have a shot now at the Atlanta head coaching position. Who knows? But um, Muggsy, what, what, what do you think about a? Well, let's start with the Timberwolves because that was before. Uh-huh. What do you think about what's going on or how that went down? Um, with Minnesota? 
Well, I mean, of course, you know, the association is spoke uh, spoke up about their concerns um, about the lack of the, I should say, opportunities that African Americans had for their position, um, regardless of if it was internally or not, they didn't have an opportunity to, uh, you know, to, to put themselves in a situation to have an opportunity. And every organization have a right to their own way of hiring. Um, but I think that's what the eyeball test people were, was a little concerned about that, and it's understandably so. Um, and why the you know one of the other African American assistants didn't get bumped up as opposed to you know the, who they decide to give it to. Yeah. And, so and yeah, Chris Finch from the uh, Raptors yeah, organization, Raptors. which yeah. is a great coaching staff, to be fair. Like I'm sure Chris Finch will do a good enough job at Minnesota. Just the yeah. optics don't really match, especially what. Yeah. The country went through this time last year, like the commitment to riding the ship in certain ways and certain aspects. And the, the and not only that, the makeup of the team, you know, the voice of the team. Yeah. So I don't know if that was a voice in the team that people respected, that they felt like, you know, by doing their due diligence, he was the stronger voice. And that with the players, I don't know. I'm just that's just my thinking, mm-hmm. um, but I can't imagine so. Um, you know, was coach being there, uh, forward being there, and, and not being able to get that opportunity. So, um, and knowing his demeanor and his character, you know, and type of players that really love, you know, him as an assistant coach and the type of contact and communication they have with him because he's, he, he's able to, you know, I'm, he developed quite a few guys, you know, in his, in his time as an assistant coach. Mm-hmm. But with all that being said, um, like I say, every organization have their right, but players now, you know, they have a lot of say so. And you know, look what happened to Steve Nash. You know, mm-hmm. that was more or less a player relationship. Um, being able to, you know, allow a player like I mean, a, a, a candidate like Steve Nash, who had no coaching experience, but had the player, you know, all the credentials as a player, to where he had the relationship with the players, and you know, he did, he was awarded to that that, that position. So, you know, we'll, we'll have to see how it plays out in Minnesota, you know, when the situation in Atlanta is, you know, it's totally different. Yeah. So, yeah, Nate McMillan, a, a name we all know as NBA fans, a veteran head coach, um, mm-hmm. is now the interim head coach in Atlanta. Uh, they got off their 14 and 20 right now on the season. They did a lot this offseason. So I'm sure they're, they're disappointed in the performance thus far this year, hence the coaching change. Um, I think there were reports about Nate McMillan being – like talked into stepping up as the interim head coach by Lloyd Pierce, the guy who lost his job. So I think that speaks to Pierce's uh, character as well. Um, that's really great to see him looking out for Nate like that. But um, how do you feel about Nate McMillan uh, taking the reins again, once again, um, at the NBA level? Well, that's, I mean, Nate's a player coach. You know, people respond to Nate. He understands how to get guys up to their maximum level. You know, look what he did at Indiana with those guys, you mm-hmm. know, and, you know, he had his crew when all of them was healthy, Aladipo and Turner and those guys. You know, they, they went on a, a really strong run, not even thinking that they would be in that situation. You know, would you look at the, the makeup of that team during that time? You know, Nate, I have no no uh, doubt that he's going to turn this Atlanta team around, especially with the talent they have on that team. Mm-hmm. You know, and Trey Young and Colin, and, and as well with Rondo, you know, being a backup to those guys. So... With the, with the championship pedigree. So I know they're trying to fight to get in the playoffs. They only will probably get a couple games out of it right now. 
Um, so I'm quite sure that's why they wanted to make the move now as opposed to wait later. Um, uh, so Nate could be a very strong voice in that locker room to really, you know, put a little fire around these guys to where they can see a turnaround very quickly. Yep. Um, and, you know, best of luck to them, um, to all those franchises and those individuals. Still hope the Hornets have a better record yep. than the Hawks. Uh, Absolutely. Got to make the playoffs. <laughs> Keep a better record than all. Yeah, yeah. Guys, <laughs> keep fighting. Um, yeah. So yeah, that that's it, man. We have the the Timberwolves. As you're listening to this, Hornets play the Timberwolves at 8 p.m. and then the All Star break, and then they're back again with fans in the building to close out the second half of the season. So great to hear. Great news. Um, I'm really curious to see what the how they do it. You know, are they doing temperature checks? Like, I'm curious what the protocols are. Um, mm. They have dogs in Miami that are sniffing people. Like, what are they doing? I'm curious. If anyone's out there that, that goes and goes through it, let me know. Uh, tweet us. Let us know what the process is. You know, Utah have fans. Mm-hmm. So, you know, certain arenas, Dallas, I think they had some. Yep. And so certain arenas had fans and quite sure they're going to follow all the protocols that the, you know, the CDC put out there. So I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. Uh-huh. I can't wait. Me too. I'm, I'm going to be in there. I'm going to get in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, I've, thank you, Muggsy, for, for kicking it with me. Uh, thank you all for, for listening to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. That's it from us. We'll see you next Wednesday. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.